seeing me fall under pressure. They ain't never ever seen me fall, nah, never. Always keep on up on them, cause I'm too clever. I will never ever sell my soul, nah, never. Cause I've been on the road, been on the road, I quit acting like you've been with me this whole time. Cause I've been on the road, been on the road, I quit acting like you've been with me this whole time. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Well Podcast. And as stated before, we are switching gears. We're coming at you today with an episode of Lead Well with Magic. And I've got my good friend, John Formica, the ex-Disney guy on the show today. What's up, John? How you doing there, Brandon? Doing great, man. Doing really, really great. Um, guys, so John and I are going to do um, do some more focused uh, content for you. Um, some more workplace dynamic type stuff. Uh, we're going to touch on customer service, leadership, workplace challenges, um, you know, things that are going to help, you know, help your environment and help you in the things that you're dealing with. Um, you know, this is a leadership development podcast, and so we're going to keep going down that street. And so we uh, we thank you for riding with us. Uh, and so today, uh, John and I are going to talk about some of uh, what we think are uh, some of today's leadership challenges. Um, so, John, let's... Um, Let's just start this conversation, man. Like what's on what's on the top of your mind as far as like some of the challenges today? Well, thank you, Brandon. And it's an honor to be on this program and uh, especially to sit alongside you and, and all of your uh, uh, opportunities that you have and, and what you do every day is amazing for the town of Bisco and, and other things. So, but I think that the, uh, as I meet with lots of leaders and work with lots of different companies and you know, leadership has become one of those challenges that for a lot of different reasons, and I'm sure we'll have some fun discussing it, but uh, many leaders are struggling today. You agree, right? Absolutely. And and they're struggling for lots of different reasons. And uh, it's hard to just put a, your thumb on one of them, but, but when you add them all up, it could be a big, big challenge out there for, for leaders. And and I think one of the, the biggest challenges that I always find is that many leaders uh, just never been trained how to lead. You know, yeah. they've, they've been good doers, right? They've, they've been a good job performer. They've worked well. Everybody loves them. The boss loves them. Customers love them. And then they promote them into, into being a leadership or a manager or a supervisor for that matter. And we know Brandon, there are different skill sets to be a good doer than it is to get things done through others, right? And yeah. I think that's a big challenge. How do you find that? You find that many people just sort of on the job training? Yeah, you know, that's one thing in, you know, in my mind, I think is something that needs to be that that we need to be more intentional about with leadership because what we do is we take the person who's been there the longest or the person who's the best at that job and make them the leader, right? And we do that without equipping them to lead people. We just assume that they're good at what they're doing, so they're gonna be good at showing other people how to do it, and so, and or they're gonna be good at leading teams. You know, some of these things don't really have anything to do with the actual vocation of the job that they're doing. And, I, you know, I, the training I, needs know, to be I, there. Absolutely. You know, I find that a lot in sales and you have a company that has a salesperson who is just hitting it out of the ballpark, right? They, they are just selling like crazy. 
and then they make him a sales manager and they think that they're going to through osmosis i don't know that person's going to transform all of their skills in sales and as a manager now they're going to everybody else on the team is going to have those same selling skills and and sometimes sales people are good at selling they're not very good at teaching yeah. or leading and what usually winds up is they get pretty frustrated uh and and leadership above them gets frustrated and then they just want to go back to selling right just, yeah. just let me do what i'm good at right and it's it's no different than any like you said doers that are really good well performers we 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 just think that they can just automatically turn on that and that leadership ability and it's it's very frustrating for everybody not only the the person but the staff that they have to lead as well right yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and one of the things i i find is that one of the biggest challenges when you change when you transform in from a doer into getting things done through others and that leadership role is don't we don't we all want to be liked Right. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and we realize that we want to be liked and uh, we don't like confrontation. And who does? I mean, just be honest. Nobody likes confrontation. And so they want to be liked. So then all of a sudden, you know, maybe they're not holding people accountable. Maybe they're not spending time coaching people. They're sometimes they do the work for you because I, I want to get it done and I can do it better than you because I've been doing it for years. And so let me just do it. And right. then. And then all of a sudden, that newly promoted supervisor or manager is doing all the work, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I see I see that a lot of times in, you know, some of the some of the more more labor intensive fields too. Um, you look at like some of the more um, you know, construction type jobs with foremen and things like that. You know, you, you bring in the new person and they just kind of they start at the bottom and it just kind of creates this natural thing where people just kind of naturally move up because of the time that they put in not necessarily you know the skills that they've developed um and so you know i think that you know from a a leadership standpoint you know it, it's our responsibility to to see the potential in people right so we need to always be looking for that um and when we do you know see that spark of you know, this person might be a good leader or they may be, you know, the best person to lead this team to do, you know, a certain thing. It's then on us to, you know, to show them, you know, what's going to be required and what's going to be necessary. Um, and, you know, leadership to me is one of those things that the more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, a lot of times are uh, when a company promotes a someone into being that leadership role, many times they don't define what the expectations are or what what do you want the person to do? Do you want to, to teach? Do you want them to babysit? <laughs> do you want to just, you know, walk around with a big stick, beating people over the head if they don't get the job done? Right. And and many companies don't know what they want. And and it's kind of like I've seen companies, and I'm sure you have as well, is now they, they promote somebody and then they go, well, I'm done. That's your problem, right? That's why I'm hired you as the leader. And then they just step back and and that person just just flounders. I, I remember my first job as a manager and supervisor, the, the, the 
I had no clue what was going on. And, and the manager said, just gave me the beeper and the keys. And he said, if you need any help, I'm down the hall. You know, he was never around. You know, meanwhile, I'm floundering like crazy. And uh, I know I was screwing up, <laughs> immensely screwing up. But, but again, that person wasn't a very good teacher, right? So here right. you have, I'm not a very, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. And I have somebody who can't teach me what I'm supposed to do. Boy, is that just, uh, you know, a, a, a formula for disaster. And that's exactly what it was until I finally got some help. And, and the funniest thing was, Brandon, my employees took up a collection to send me to a workshop. Okay. My boss wouldn't send me. And that's how bad I was. So for all those that are watching and listening, there's hope. There's always hope. <laughs> somebody like me can, get, can go through that where your own employees take up a collection to send you training, boy, you know, you're, you're pretty bad, but, uh, <laughs> but again, it's just setting up what those expectations are, are. And a lot of them don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, what, what have you seen, um, being some of the challenges with, uh, with folks doing like r remote work? Um, have there been yeah. some, like just some, I guess, different leadership challenges, that folks are kind of coming to you with as far as that goes? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this, the pandemic and, and remote working really taught us some things. And, and I, I've talked to a lot of leaders who want their employees to come back, right? And I'm, you know, I'm all for, you can, we can figure it out, right? Whether it's part-time, full-time, I'm, I'm sure a business can figure it out. But many leaders, Believe it or not, when this remote was working, a lot of leaders felt not valuable anymore, right? Because yeah. my job is to babysit you, to show up, make sure Brandon comes to work every day and make sure Brandon look over his shoulder and make sure he's working. And now I'm thinking, wait a minute, Brandon's working at home and he's probably uh, you know, playing video games or doing laundry or, you know, is he really focusing on what I need him to do? And the truth of the matter was, they found out that people were still productive, right? So guess what? If what does a leader feel like when Brandon's sitting at home doing all those things, playing video games or or doing laundry, and he's just as productive? Gosh, I don't feel needed anymore. Yeah. Which really basically tells me why did why did we even have a leader in the first place? Was it again to babysit people? And and it really opened up a lot of people's eyes. And I think. Uh, realizing that productivity can be just as good, maybe not everywhere, but can be pretty good. I think a lot of it now boils down to how well leaders uh, communicate yeah. and how often are we communicating and, and, and still creating an environment where Brandon feels a part of our team, part of our company, even though he's sitting at home in his pajamas in his bedroom somewhere on the internet, right? My job now is different. I have to really try to figure out how I can engage these employees that are remotely, make them still feel like just not a square box on a Zoom, uh, you know, computer. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's a that's a different feeling. You know, not not having the people that you lead around you, you know, almost makes you feel like you're not needed um, in a way. And then you know when production doesn't decrease, you know, it shows you, you know, really how resilient your people are also. Um, 
And two, you know, it also shows you that you've done a good job leading up until then as well. Absolutely. You know, you, you heard that, that saying that a leader needs to develop people so they're out of a job, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that you're not needed anymore. Now, it doesn't mean they don't need you from a standpoint they're going to get rid of you. But there are a lot of things that a leader should be doing when they're they're not doing because they're spending too much time babysitting and the key is if you can develop your people to do it then you can focus on the vision you can focus on knocking down barriers so that people can be more productive or you can get more work done or you can make more clients or hire spend more time hiring better people where you're not you know i don't have any time to hire people well now you will have more time to get the right people to fit that culture if you have if you have your employees doing doing the job. And I think a lot of companies realized when they looked at leaders and they go, why are we, why do we have you here as a leader? We really don't need you because your team is doing everything. Um, And again, it's about what other value can you bring to the company, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, any, any, you know, good leader who wants to make progress is always looking for where they can add value. Um, You know, whether that's providing, you know, a certain direction or, you know, vision or, um, you know, leadership in certain areas um, that, that may be lacking. A good leader is always looking for, you know, where value can be added and, you know, where they can insert That's themselves right. to do that. Yeah. yeah kind of like, you know, what, what, what additional training could we do? What's the training that we are doing? Are we doing it the right way? Let me evaluate the people that are doing the training. Are they the best yeah. people? Can I give them some skills? let's look at our customer complaints. Why are we getting so many complaints? Maybe there's a pattern. Maybe we need to relook at how our policy is, or our procedures are, or how we're, we're doing things. Let's look at our onboard. I mean, there's so many things a leader can spend time with, but when you talk to leaders, they go, I don't have any time to do that. Well, because you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. And, and I remember a great quote um, from Robert Maddox, and he says, every time you do a job that someone else can do, you're preventing yourself from doing a job that only you can do. Wow. And leaders don't even know what other jobs are supposed to be doing. Cause again, they just think their job is to walk around and make sure people are working. Ah, I, you know, that, that's a little tiny piece of their responsibilities. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Just a small piece. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then the other, the other piece is that, so when these leaders don't know what, is expected of them now that they have some people that they need to manage and supervise. Another piece is, do they have a specific skill sets in how to communicate to people, right? Um, are they more aggressive the way they communicate? Are they more passive? Um, do they not communicate at all? Or maybe I, I have a personality of a dead fish, so I can't connect with my employees, right? Um, all of those things. And then if I can't communicate and I can't connect, then am I not holding people accountable because I'm not coming up to Brandon and saying, Brandon, I need your help. I need you to be focusing on this or this isn't, um, this needs to be done a little bit better or good job with that, Brandon, you're doing a great job. You know, if I can't communicate, how can I teach? How can I, and, and again, it's a whole different skill set of uh, that leaders we assume, you know, come on, you know how to do it. And they go, right. no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And uh, 
How about how about you? Have you found that out in in in, in the line of work that you do, with even in, in government agencies, municipalities? Do you find that sometimes? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and you know, one of the things that that really gets me is, you know, with most of the time with the government stuff, like it's one of those where um, longevity is rewarded a little too much, you know, um, kind of yeah. back to, to our discussion earlier. But, um, you know, I was having a conversation with some some folks who were, you know, they're on a, a state level of, a, um, of, of law enforcement and, you know, they're very, very serious about not rewarding, you know, just for time spent. You know, you want to make sure that you're giving promotions for for skills developed and merit that's been earned, not just time that's been put in. Um, and you know, their time does need to be rewarded, yes. Um, but you know, to you know, to to a different degree, the person who's putting forth a little bit more effort and the person who's striving to improve themselves a little bit more, um, you know, is you know that's where that's where you start to see progress in the field that's where you start to see progress in the in the profession as a whole um and then that's where that's where you know the the spark of leadership happens um those are the folks that go on to be the leaders yeah do you do you find in 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 your industry do they do they do much apprenticeship or kind of um like leaders in training where you can kind of, uh, again, you have the best person. There's nothing wrong with taking your best employee, right? Person who's performing, doing the job, coming in early, staying late. Again, you can sense that they have the potential, but it's interesting, like you said, longevity, you know, again, we're, I'm all about rewarding people that are loyal. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes it's not a leadership role that is best suited for them, right? Right. And we want to reward them, but do we want to throw them in a fire that, is not, you know, they're going to not be happy and your employees are not going to be happy and you're not going to get the, the productivity that you want. And so you're, you're rewarding people for the right reasons, but, and your intentions are good, but it, it still may not work out. Have, have you seen much more of apprenticeships? Cause I have worked with some municipalities where they've had sort of leadership training and, and, you know, they didn't promote anybody, but you went through this whole maybe six months to a year where you learned all kinds of skills and then you graduated. And of that graduation class, they selected certain people that I thought would be a good fit. Is, have you seen that? Yeah. You know, some folks, some folks do that. Um, there needs to be, there needs to be more, um, you know, mm. it needs to be a little more formalized, I think, um, because, you know, there again, time takes care of a lot of this, you know, for us mm. and it's not necessarily a good thing. You know, um, but it it does happen. Um, I see it. I see it a lot in um, in law enforcement because you know there's setups more so um, like military ranks um, because you mm -hmm. know there there's always there's always a, a leader you know above above one person and then you know the skills are always being transferred and so when once you have that um, you know each most of the time each agency always has a, um, a full-time, uh, training officer. And so, 
that person is the one that makes sure that the, those skills get transferred within the organization. And so, you know, some folks formalize that. I do like the way that, that law enforcement in North Carolina does it. Um, on, on, on another note, um, sometimes in your more, um, in your, in your more, I guess, uh, administrative heavy positions, um, it's kind of hit or miss. It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. as formal, um, because the turnover is so low. Uh, when people get in those positions, they typically keep them for a pretty long time. Um, you know, the work doesn't change that much. It's, it's, you know, typically the same, same task over and over again. Um, and so, you know, if you've got the endurance, that's the kind of position that you need. Um, but at the same time, when there is a lot less turnover, those types of, um, you know, skill transfers are looked at a little less because it happens. It doesn't happen as frequently. That's right. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is, again, is understanding the career path. I mean, some companies uh, think that's the only way to move up. Right. So I have to be a manager. And then you realize uh, I don't really want to be a manager. I don't like doing those sort of things. And again, doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means it's a good way of evaluating whether you're a good fit and, and the company's a good fit for you as well. It reminds me, when I was at Disney, we always had a management uh, uh, training program. And so, again, it was typical where you took the best employees and you made them like an online supervisor first. And it really wasn't a manager, but they were sort of in charge of the shift, right? And uh, and it kind of was a good indication to see how things were going, and you got you got to evaluate them, and then and then what we did is we each hotel uh, we would recommend those people to be a possible candidate into the program, and in that program they would maybe every six months they would take two people or three people, and there would be like oh gosh 10, 10, 12 hotels, but there would only be two or three selected. But what we also found out is sometimes we would take someone and again, it, like you said, it, well liked everybody, you know, been with the company a long time. Uh, the other managers have, have somehow touched that person in their career, worked with them and we promote them. And then guess what? We, we go through this management training program and then we found out through a profiling that they didn't have the profile for leadership yeah. dealing like non-confrontational right yeah or uh not a developer of others and these are things that we eventually went to that tool not to be the only uh tool to decide whether someone got it or not but but it basically meant that if if brandon doesn't like confrontation and doesn't really like training people if i stick him in that management role and that's what i want him to do brandon's not gonna be very happy which means he's probably not going to do a great job which means Six months later, I'm going to be frustrated. He's going to be frustrated. And then we're like, well, maybe we need to move you. Right. And, and yeah. so what well, we have to try to tell people that there are other career paths other than leadership. And that's our job is to, to help you develop whatever you want to go, whether it's in a support role, whether it's in a training role. But if it's not leadership, it doesn't mean you're a loser. It doesn't mean you can't have a long career with our company. And and I think some some companies really pigeonhole people and thinking that's the only way to move up is you got to be a manager. Right. Right. Yeah. 
there's definitely other other ways and other places where you can be valuable and and still use your skills absolutely that's right and especially in a technical role i know my wife um moving up in her career she had a she had it was a fork in the road and she either go she's an it so she's very technical and it was to go in the technical path to move up or it was in the hr path in other words you'd be a manager Mm -hmm. of other people on the project and she you know she saw other people growing because they were in that hr role but she's like i could do that but i don't want to do that right I'd rather help people technically and train them and teach them and, and be on the cutting edge of the technology. And she went that path. It took her a little while, but she did get promoted. But but at least in her company, they defined which path would be best for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty cool metrics to have. Um, yeah. And also, you know, that's one of those things, too, where, you know, just because you might be good at something doesn't necessarily mean you should be doing it, you know? Yes, that's so true. <laughs> so true so true but yeah um but so yeah so i guess um we're getting to the end of our time john is there anything else um that we'd like to highlight before before we end the show no i i, I would just take a look at you know if there there's someone as a leader on this on this uh program and is struggling um and frustrated more importantly, frustrated because we're all, you know, leaders get frustrated when they can't do what they're supposed to do, or maybe they don't know what they're supposed to do. Um, just hang in there, keep doing the best you can. Um, obviously, stay tuned to, to this program because we're going to be sharing in the future some great hands on skills, tools, so to make you a better leader. And I know Brandon's been doing this for a while. Um, I'm honored that he's asked me to kind of help a little bit as well. And we'll get, we'll give you some tools. We'll give you some tools in your toolbox to make your job a little bit easier to be, make sure your staff is more productive. We'll talk about motivation. We'll talk about demotivation. We'll talk about all kinds of things, delegating, and we'll, we'll help you get those tools in your toolbox. So you'll be a better leader. So, so don't give up. That's for sure. Don't give up. That's right. And to the listeners, Hey, um, Thanks for listening this long. Thanks for your time. Uh, thank you so much for just being a part of our community. Um, and if there's anything that, you know, John or I can do to, to be of service, the contact information is going to be in the show notes. Um, so make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And we will see you next time. Thanks.